0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of this here show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number three How to Clear Your Mind, featuring David Allen. Right off the bat, I wanted to say thank you for listening to the show so far and for sending your awesome feedback along. Keep it coming. Chris at alifeofproductivity.com is the best email. We're just a few episodes in right now. This is episode number three. But so far, we have people from 84 countries represented that are listening to this show. And so it'd be great to get that number up if you know anyone from uh, the country of Chad, for example. Or maybe you know somebody in North Korea. Uh, Perhaps you know somebody in a country that doesn't even come to mind right now because it's so obscure uh it would be great to get that no i'm just kidding but but thank you for for listening so far i and for leaving reviews for the few folks that did shuffle sister uh i love her review it says well with second episode podcast went from being good to great with a smiley face at the at the end of this review, I'm guessing that it went to from good to great because of Arden. You know, the two of us have a bunch of episodes that we're planning together in the weeks and months ahead. And this week, I'm featuring an episode, a conversation with one of my favorite authors, which will tee Arden and I up for our episodes a couple uh, a weeks from now and going forward from there. And so today, I'm chatting with the one, the only, the author. David Allen. David is the author of the mega best-selling book, Getting Things Done, which has been published in 30 languages and has sold millions, tens of millions of copies around the world. Time Magazine recently called it the defining business book of its time. And so in this show, we chat about what Getting Things Done, or GTD for short, is in a few practical ways. You can use the ideas in the book uh, to work and live uh, with more purpose and with more clarity. Uh, Speaking of clarity, I've edited our conversation down to respect your time a little bit. Uh, it, was, it originally came in, and I, I think, around 40 minutes. And so I boiled it down to the, the nuggets, the parts of our chat that I think that you will find to be the most helpful. And so enjoy the conversation. In a couple of weeks, Arden and I will be back. The, the great return. Pretty sure they refer to Arden rejoining the podcast as the great return. And we'll be back chatting about the systems that we both use to manage our lives. Uh, I think this interview with the fellow who invented probably the most well-known system for for managing a life, uh, getting things done, will tee us up nicely for that one. So please sit back, relax, kick your feet up, pour yourself a coffee, or maybe it's later in the evening, and so you want to enjoy a glass of wine or a nice tumbler of, of whiskey or a fine scotch, please pour yourself that drink. Or maybe you're commuting, and so it wouldn't really make sense to drink scotch. Or maybe you don't like your job. I don't know. Maybe it does make sense in that case. No, I'm just kidding. That's a terrible joke. Uh, please sit back, enjoy my conversation with the author of the book, Getting Things Done, David L. So, so you're probably best known, probably, for the, for the system getting things done. Uh, so, so the main idea behind the system, I'll do uh, uh, my best job of, of characterizing it for the, for the man who created the system himself. But essentially, the idea behind getting things done is that your head is for having ideas, not for holding them. So the more open commitments you get out of your head and into some external system, the more clearly you can think. Is this a fair characterization of the system how would you sum up uh, gtd in a few lines
1: yep no, that's it and it doesn't create time but it creates space mm. You know, you don't need time to have a good idea or be creative or innovative or loving or present or strategic. You just need room. And so yeah. all this does is create room. How you use that room is up to you, quite individual. But guaranteed, if you, you know, capture stuff that have your attention, clarify what it means to you, park the results that you can't finish in the moment in some sort of trusted system that will remind you on a regular review of what are all your options of things to do. So you're moving on trusted choices instead of hope for choices. That's the, that's the game.
0: I feel that idea of trust is so critical to it, you know, being able to rely on some system that that you have embedded within your life. Instead of just leaning on your own mind, which sucks at recalling stuff, you know, we're constantly recalling stuff in the shower. I think, you know, for for that reason, it's it's one of those things that once somebody starts practicing G T D, they really want to go in deep. So, you know, folks listening to this, they probably either you know probably half of them follow my work. So they're big productivity nerds like the two of us, or they're quite new to my work and Presumably, your work as well. So they're not yet familiar with the system. Uh, so maybe many of the folks listening haven't experienced these these benefits. yet. So, so what you know, what what are a few things that you usually hear from people who successfully uh, implement it into their life and then tell you how it went?
1: Well, I have to say, there's legions of testimonials that this transformed their life. You know, yeah. it, 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 it which is which is deceptively. Interesting, but it's because it sounds so simple. Just capturing things that have your attention, clarifying outcomes and actions, and actionable stuff. You know, building a trusted system of reminders so you have a trusted external brain frees up your mind. You know, to be focused on more meaningful things with a lot more clarity and and, and bandwidth. Mm-hmm. You know, that sounds simple, but boy, you know, I can tell you how many people kept their job because they were about to burn out. And didn't really want to leave, but this allowed them to then stay. How many people decided gave them the the room to to actually and the confidence to actually change their career or their job because that was that had been lurking in there anyway, but they didn't feel have the confidence they could move on that successfully or uh, especially when people move into major transitions in their life, they bought a house, they sold a house, they got married, they got divorced, they had kids, their kids left, uh, they 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 just discovered they had a life-threatening illness. I mean, these are the kind of times and that that test the metal of how well you are managing sort of the business of your life. And that's when, you know, the testimonies will get of people called, my God, if I didn't have GDD, I couldn't have surfed that as well as I did.
0: And, and step back from from everything we got going on. Like th- th- This was, you know, when I first picked up the book, I remember I was a young teenager and I saw your handsome mug on the cover and I thought, wow, I have to pick this here book up. And I, I immediately started capturing all the projects that were going on uh, in my life back then. And I realized, wow, you know, I have more room to, to relax and be lazy because I can be confident that I have uh, everything captured. Um, so, so with regard to beginning to externalize the, these uh, things that are in our head, what, what's kind of the number one thing that somebody can do right now, right away to start getting these benefits?
1: Pen in hand. Paper on desk or flat surface, and unload everything that has their attention. Hmm. I need cat food. I need a life. I need to research whether we should hire a VP of marketing or not. I need uh, I need to look into whether we need a new cell phone service. Uh, my mom's health is ailing. We need to I need to talk to my sister about what do we do about that yada yada yada. And it yeah. take it takes most mid to senior level. Professional people, anyway, one to six hours, just to capture, not to do anything with it, not to organize or prioritize or any of that, but just to identify the things pulling on them. Most people have no idea how many would, could, shoulds, need tos they actually have embedded in their psyche in that crappy thing called your brain, which is, as you mentioned, is just a is a crappy office, and that's the first thing to do. It, that's not the only thing to do, but even just that will be curative, you know, in and of itself, you know, just, just to be able to externalize all that. Most people feel a whole lot different once they, once they do that, that exercise. And then, as you know, you can't just let that lie there because then, then that becomes this, uh, you know, amorphous kind of list that sits in front of you and kind of can stress you out as well. Then you need to go through and, and have the rigor of knowledge work athletics, which is sitting down and saying, okay, what the hell am I going to do about mom? What, 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 what's next about the bank? What do I need to do about researching, you know, hiring a VP? What's, what do I need to do next about, you know, getting a life? What do I need to do next about whether, whether I should get divorced or not? You know, those are the those are the challenging things that you then need to address relative to the stuff that has your attention. And that's, you know, GTD just defined that algorithm. What are the things you need to ask and answer about those kinds of things that have your attention?
0: So once you have this big out of, of uh, unresolved commitments that are out of your head and onto the paper in front of you. What, what, what's the next... The, there's a few next steps after that, I'd imagine, but uh, how would you suggest folks break it down? Because I feel, you know, so, some people kind of keep a to-do list and so they say, oh, I have to get this done, I'll add it to the... I have to get this done, I'll add it to the list. And they're not really organized in, in a clear way or another. Um, how would you suggest once somebody gets stuff out of their head that they begin to uh, chip away at this stuff and categorize it and organize it a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, that's step two, which we call clarify. And it's a very simple formula. If you look at anybody listening to this right now, looks at their to-do list, you'll see things that are not the next action nor the final outcome. You'll see things like mom or bank or tooth or VP or or any of that. And, And that's fine. You've identified something that's got your attention, but then you need to go through a clarify step. It's a pretty simple formula. You know, A, is it actionable? Yes or no. If it's not, you toss it, file it, as reference or trigger it for a later reminder if it is actionable something i do need to move on then you need to make the two critical distinctions first distinction is what's the very next action look if you if you'd had, didn't have anything else to do in your life but but move on closure on mom's birthday or the bank credit line or hiring a vp what's the very next step you need to take and most people have not actually made that decision Is that an email to send? Is that a website to search? Is that a conversation specifically to have with a specific person? Is that something to buy at the hardware store? What's what's very next about that? And the second thing is if one action won't finish whatever this is, what's your final outcome you're committed to? You know, upgrade, credit line, research, you know, vice president, you know, hire, uh, whatever. And so outcome and action, which are really the core elements of productivity – what are we trying to accomplish? What's the very next step we need to take to allocate or reallocate our resources? But most people avoid those decisions about all kinds of stuff. So most people's on most people's lists, most people's lists, by the way, mm-hmm. are simply incomplete lists of still unclear stuff, which can create as much stress as they relieve. So you have to go through this next step, which is to get very specific about what do these things mean, what are you going to do about them and what outcomes are you committed to complete about them. And that's the clarify step. Mm-hmm. There's no software that can do that for you. That 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 just requires your forebrain, you know, the, the frontal cortex. You have to make decisions. You have to think. What am I going to do about mom's birthday? What do I do next about the bank? So nothing will. You just have to then think. You know, sorry, people uh, listening really? to this, but don't shoot the messenger. But you, you actually have to think to get can't stuff you off your mind. can you just do it for me? So <laughs>
0: can't
1: the system do Wouldn't it that for be me? Nice? I have to do. No. I don't care how good I don't care how good AI gets out there. They're still not going to decide what you're going to do about Mom's birthday. They may give you a lot of options that you've chosen before.
0: They may automate the sending of the card every year. They,
1: yeah, they may, and they may automate. It, they may automate the the stuff that you want to see to evaluate the best choice you're going to make about Mom's birthday. So decision support is where all that stuff is going, and that that'll be very cool. We've only seen the beginning of, of that. You know, But you still have to make that decision. So once you make that decision, then step, mm-hmm. step two and step three sit very close together. I, if I can't finish that, that's very second, as you know, the two minutes, the two-minute rule. If I can't do that right then, whatever the action step is, I just need to park yeah. some reminder of that in some place I trust I'll see at the right time and place. So if it's an errand, I see it on my errands list. If it's something to talk to my board about at the next board meeting, I've got that on my agenda for the board meeting. If it's something I need to buy at the hardware store, it's you know. To, you know, I've got it on that appropriate list. And so organizing, then, reminders of the work that you need to do about your open loops, that's step three. And once you've done that, you're you're way in good territory then. Step four is, is to review and reflect on all, the, all, all those options and the whole gestalt. So that step five, when you engage, that is, where do I put my attention and activity right now? You know, it's, again, from a trusted choice
0: it it really is a beautiful system it, it, it's it's hard to you know this is a 20 30 minute podcast and so uh, you, you know you've probably talked about the system a couple thousand times in a couple thousand different interviews so you know it's it, 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 you know it's kind of natural to boil it down to an inter- but uh, but I would really encourage folks if for some reason they have not already uh to pick up the book because the Uh, the change that you'll experience and just how much clarity you have and and how much focus you have when you go from, not having a system to having a system in which all of the commitments that you have live you know that there's kind of a confidence there 's a clarity there's there's just like a, a a different quality of being once you have that system that you can rely on because suddenly you go from relying on your mind to relying on the system that you 're confident in and become more confident in over time and so if for some reason you know the productivity geeks aside that are listening to this, if for some reason somebody has not not picked up the book, or even if you if you have the book uh, and you haven't read it in a while, uh, I would encourage you to pick it up because you know there there's something that a book. Will provide you that that a, a twenty a thirty minute uh, conversation between between a couple guys will not so so I'd encourage folks to do that so the book itself
1: and by the way Chris was, I have to say I heard from a guy recently that he finally read my book the twelfth time and he said it's a totally different book every time he's read it and it's really it's it's really true <laughs> it's really oh true. man
0: so if you've read it eleven times. That 12th time, <laughs> well, it's like listening to a song, right? I remember songs that I listened to as a teenager and or movies that I watched as a teenager. And you know, they, they connected with me at the time. But then I go back today and I watch the same movie or I hear the same song. And it's a totally different song because the life circumstances that I'm in are totally different. I, I'm facing different challenges. I have more experiences. I have a different perspective. Well said. So the the book itself Published eighteen years ago, it's finally uh, legal in, in some provinces in Canada. Um, not in Amsterdam <laughs> a couple of years ago. So, so since then, it's you know it's in dozens of languages now. It's sold millions of copies. It's and a re- revised
1: edition. I wrote the revised edition in twenty fifteen. Yeah. So there's a, a new newer version of it out. If, you, if they don't have that, it's worth getting.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it kind of you know makes the book uh, you know even more relevant for the world in which we live today. And, you know, I mentioned on a personal level, it's the book that first got me interested in, in in experimenting with and writing about productivity. How many interviews would you say you've done at this point?
1: I counted up that approximately 2,000. Yeah, 2,000. I, I went back and said, well, because they don't stop. I just go, I figure at some point, maybe anybody in the world who might be interested in this has already done it. So this thing will taper off, but it doesn't. I'm still doing, you know, two or three or four and interviews a week.
0: Is there a question you're so sick of answering at this point? probably all the ones I've asked you, what is GTD?
1: (laughs) They're pretty much all the same. I mean, most people are saying, you know, wow, um, what gets in the way of our Mm. productivity? How come we need this? You know, um, uh, uh, gee, I get so many interruptions and I'm so distracted. I don't have time to do this. What do I do? You know, so there's a lot of that, you know, I think they're, I think I know twelve things, and I think there are twelve questions about all this. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah
0: you, you kind of run through. Yeah, you run through a little sheet in your head. Okay, I talk about this point. Then this. So what, what what don't people ask you enough about? Like what 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 don't people focus on enough when it comes to our productivity?
1: Why well, they're on the planet? How this? You know, what are the higher levels of, of agreements and engagements that people really have with their life? How does this apply to that? What, what does that mean? Because Higher G-
0: level of engagements.
1: Well, GTD is really about identifying the things that you have attention on. Yeah. And once you pay appropriate attention to what has your attention, you'll find out what really has your mm-hmm. attention.
0: You observe the, the observer.
1: Now, why am I on the planet? What am I doing with my life? What am, what's going on here? You know the bigger questions. Oftentimes, because you know GTD has great applicability down on the day-to-day runway level of life. You know, hey, here's how you manage all your errands. Here's how you manage the agendas you need to talk to people about. Here's how you manage all the – here's how you clean up email. And that's because that's where most people are. See, GTD starts with where you are, not with where you should be. So, you know, a lot of the motivational, you know, seminars and courses and so forth start with, hey, you need a purpose, you need a vision, you need objectives and goals and all that stuff. We don't. Uh, but, but we don't deny those things. If those are necessary for you, if those things have your attention, wow! I've got kids going off to college in the next three or four years and I need to make sure I've got enough money for that, then you probably had better have some sort of goal over the next year or two about how do you arrange finances, how do you arrange you know, making sure you get them there. So we don't tell you you should set goals. We just say, look, let's identify the things that are grabbing your attention right now. And what do you need to do in what level or or format or horizon do you need to make some commitments and clarification about that? Park that in your system and have action items that move you toward that and move the needle on those bigger things. So the, you know, the, the more subtle aspects of GTD are the, are the more subtle aspects of your life and they, it, it appropriately engaged with those. Yeah, as well as my
0: captain. Yeah. and again, I, I'd encourage folks to pick up the book. I personally, I've probably read it three or four times at this point, but each time I reread it, I make sure, okay, you know, I, I, I need some space this week because I know I'm going to want to overhaul my life for the third or the fourth time and, and really get my my shit together finally this time <laughs> instead of just kind of doing what I was doing before. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, sir. <laughs>
1: Good luck. Well, as 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 Kevin Kelly said in the inevitable, you know, he said, look, you know, the the he's one of the twelve inevitable trends that you can't stop is. Total is constant upgrading. You'll never really get really good at anything. Everything's going to have to be upgraded no. regularly. <laughs> you know,
0: so yeah, the, the, the more you that. know, the more you re- yeah yeah the more you know, the more you realize what you're doing wrong, and then you, you know you just see more things to fix. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you mentioned in an email to me a, a few weeks back um, that your upcoming GTD summit, which is coming up in June, will be something a uh, quote will be something of a grand finale of my career. This
1: seems like a big deal. It's a very big deal. It was a big deal when we did a, an early version of this 10 years ago in San Francisco, uh, where I said, God, you know, this thing's catching on kind of around the world. And, and uh, such a different group of people that are attracted to this, they are the people who need it the least, people most attracted to this listening to you, this right now, well, the people who will adopt it the most. So it's strange. It's the most productive, aspirational, positively focused you know, folks who sort of take to this. I said, but wouldn't it be cool just to raise the flag and see who salutes and who comes to a conference? So I did this sort of experimental version of a, of a GTD summit in San Francisco in 2009. It was fabulous. And we had, I think, 35 presenters and, and we had about 350 people that showed up right in the middle of the economic crash, which was uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I said, you know, I had some very sophisticated people who were there said, David, don't ever do this again. This was such a unique event. So cool <laughs> where two or more gathered. I mean, just some incredible connections and networking and so forth and went on. So I said, okay. So I didn't do this again. And then about 18 months ago, scratching my head, because now we've got licensees and partners all around the world. You know, GTD has become a global movement and a phenomenon, really, yeah. you know, kind of in spite of myself. And we said, look, <laughs> look, I'm 73, Chris. So, you know, I'm, I could be your granddad, I guess. Uh, you probably could. <laughs> so I said, it's probably the last time I might do this, but I think it's time to do it. And Amsterdam would be a fabulous place to do that. Since I live here, it's my adopted city. More, Much more the center of the kind of world that that, that people attracted this, you know, would, would be interested in. So I said, let's just do that. Let's raise the flag again, see who salutes. And my my first invitation to my sort of A-list of presenters got oversubscribed to people on their own dime. Marshall Goldsmith, Dan Pink, Charles wow. Dewey, uh Jim Fallows. I mean, just all kinds of cool people who are all GTD champions said, yeah. I'm coming. And so, you know, we've got an incredible. So, so I said, wow. Okay, we'll we'll see. I'm so I'm sort of scratching my head. My wife said, "Oh no, let's not! Oh no, David, what have you done?" What have you gotten yourself into? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So you know, it's so I I I I you know uh, hop between <laughs> excited and overwhelmed by wow, you know what a what a what a thing have I put in in motion? But we've already we're already like 40 percent subscribed, you know to 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 this. It, it, it's it's going to be a, fa- a fantastic event. We've got people like Katie Coleman, who is one of the first female astronauts, who's a huge GTD champion. We actually coached her while she was on the space wow. station, so she's going to present, and and you know the uh, just an incredible bank of people. So anybody can go to GTDsummit.com dot com and just take a look, and uh, you know, and I invite any and all of you. This will be a one yeah. only event. I'm not going to do, I ain't going to do another, <laughs> at least in my your lifetime, second I don't lifetime. think, unless they wheel me out of yeah. some sort of chair, you know, I don't, you know, come so on. The grand, so the grand, that
0: idea of the grand finale, like what's going to be different in your work and your life after, are you going to go into hiding like Richard Simmons did, or he is still going to do interviews and talks and stuff?
1: No, 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 not, not, not at all. No, you come can't on, stop Chris, talking. I can't stop doing this. You, you're not Two either. 2,000 interviews come later. Come on, Chris, you can't either. Any, anybody yeah. pokes you, you can't stop talking. You know, come on. I can't either because this is such great stuff. You and I know, I mean, you know, the stuff we're involved in is life changing. It, it, it yeah. does nothing but, in it, it, you're not running with scissors here. Anything, anything anybody does is going to improve their condition and their life. There's no, there's no evil twin to any of this. You know, so, so I can't stop doing that. You know, as long as I'm capable of doing it in any way, shape, or form, and cer- certainly supporting NGOs and not-for-profits and and people doing good work and charities, you know that uh, you know I'm kind of like a, a bit of a Robin Hood. You know, I charge big bucks for for my keynote stuff, but I give away a lot of what I do and what I can share with people to the people doing good work around the planet. So I don't, I can't stop doing that.
0: That's awesome. That that's good to hear. You're not gonna do what Richard Simmons did and go into hiding and, and
1: make everybody worry. <laughs> and I'm not going to exercise like he did either. So
0: no. So this final question that I have for you, and I asked this of everybody who appears on the podcast. Uh, what, what is one thing you're working on becoming better at right now?
1: Being more sensitive to my intuitive um, calling about hmm. uh, where I put my focus.
0: So how does that manifest on,
1: uh, throughout the day? Uh, some version of meditation reflection, contemplative time, mm. where I sit back and relax and let go. You know, I've got to sort of let go, let God is kind of a, a, a mantra I've had for many years in my life. And so I figured, you know, I got, a bunch of, I got a bunch of partners in the invisible realms that help me do what I do. So I just need to relax and stop and listen and then and then pay attention to that and then of course and then engage and course correct
0: yeah do less listen more
1: yeah you bet
0: yeah, this is something that I found, you know, kind of on that ground level, I was looking through, I, I use the app called Things to manage what I have to do throughout the day. And I realized I was just kind of going through the motions, you know, I would do one thing, and then I would do the next thing. And then I click the little checkbox, do the next thing, click the little checkbox. And I didn't realize, um and I didn't really tune into the idea that, some things attracted me, and, and some things there was this you know and some things were connected, and, and other things you know could you could propel me forward to do other things on the list, and there's kind of a feeling behind each of the things on our to-do list and behind the things that we capture and all the projects that we have, and I guess you know so much of that is creating the, the clarity to see uh, what, what our intentions can be and, and how those form and where we actually want to go. Well,
1: well. interestingly. You know the still small voice everyone listening to this has. You know, anybody stops yeah. right now. Say, what does that still small voice have to say? You know, you'll you, you start to he- you'll start to hear a message in there, and the strange thing is that a lot of times that still small vo- voice is is coming out of a place that's going to have to move you past your conditioned responses. Your still small voice may say you need to take a walk around the park when you've got 300 emails. You know, that still small voice say, yeah. you need to stop yeah. and just and relax or have a good glass of wine right now as opposed to trying to sit down and cram yourself mm-hmm. onto that business plan that you're just toast at in your brain. Or that still small voice may say, I'm sorry, you need to, you know, forget wine, forget the walk, you need to sit down and cram that business plan out right now. You know. So there's no there's no conditioning for that still <laughs> small voice other than who you really are and, and what you're tapped into and, and the bigger part of who you of who you really are so learning to distinguish that voice from all the others we have inside of our head that's a big big game
0: i can't imagine a a better way to end the show thank you so much david for being on the pod i really appreciate it
1: chris thanks for the invitation always fun
0: so a few things to try from our conversation just now number one make a list of all the things that are on your plate. We all have a lot that we're dealing with, uh, different projects, tasks, commitments. Get them out of your mind and into some system that you trust. Whether that's a calendar, whether that's a to-do list, whether that's simply a master list of all the projects that you have on your plate. One list that I personally love keeping that's from getting things done that we didn't have a chance to dig into is a waiting for list. And so essentially a waiting for list contains a list of everything that you're waiting on from different people right now. Uh, Just pulling up my list here, I have things such as packages that I'm waiting on from Amazon, important emails, that i 'm waiting on I have uh, you know i 'm waiting on some money to hit my investment account for an ex- so simple things, but things that you don 't want to slip through the cracks it 's a wonderful way to externalize some things out of your mind and the final little nugget that I love from the end there is listen to the uh, little voice inside of you when you go about your day maybe it 's telling you to relax when you You're working, and the last thing you're really contemplating doing is relaxing. Maybe it's telling you to call a family member on your walk home instead of listening to a podcast, such as uh, Becoming Better. Uh, You know, try these things out. Because this is really where the rubber meets the road is when you implement these things into your life. That's where uh, the tactics power lies. Uh, Final mention, gtdsummit.com. This is the summit that David is hosting uh, this coming mid-June. So head over there uh, to check out what it's about. Uh, There's an incredible line of speakers there. I'm going to try to make it out if I can. So finishing up becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode it's funny I think last week I called it becomingbetterpodcast.com and so as soon as that episode hit I had to instantly register that domain name as well so either domain name works Uh, review the show if you haven't already it helps more people find it I hope though that you have a wonderful week I will see you along with Arden in a couple of Tuesdays have fun